This podcast is sponsored by Hibu, an award-winning e-commerce fulfillment provider, helping online businesses grow by taking care of all their order fulfillment needs, picking, packing, and posting products to customers all over the world. Fuel your growth and fulfill your ambitions with Hibu. Hello and welcome to Three Peeps in a Podcast, the bonus show. A sickness bug ravaged city, take a point off a decent Swansea side. Resolute defending from what must be one of the most inexperienced back threes we've ever fielded, but didn't they do well? Tommy Conway back up front with Naki Wells equals a goal for Conway. All in all, a much improved performance. Lee's three words were sloppiness saves swans. And Matt, I don't know quite what he's getting at there with the sloppiness. Any thoughts? I think we gave the the ball away a little bit, didn't we? Um, at times, and, and possibly with the goal that we conceded, Zach's header was to the edge, but we didn't necessarily close it down. Um, so yeah, may, may, maybe slightly harsh. Was he clutching um, at straws to try and get an S? In, possibly, <laughs> possibly, yeah, yeah, possibly. Uh, and Matt, yesterday, six of our starting 11 f- were from the academy uh, with another three on the bench, meaning that half the 18-man squad were up through the ranks. And thanks to uh, someone on Twitter for that stat. Uh, I, th- I thought it was definitely close, but uh, yeah, that's fantastic, isn't it? It's amazing, isn't it? And, and um, I'm sure we'll go on to talk about it at the end after we discuss the game, but the, the forum on Thursday evening. But yeah. obviously, Tins was there, um, and Richard Gould and um, Nigel Pearson were both cooing about the academy um, and where we are. And it's not, yeah, it's not. I, I was going to reference your um, your Bruce Forsyth as well. <laughs> Did they do well? But um, it's not. That's one for our older listeners. Um, it's not so much. You can have players from the academy on the bench and, and in the team that add the numbers, but these are players that are contributing. Um, you know, and, and yesterday, you know, Campering will talk about it at length, but some of the performances, Zach Viner, Max O'Leary, you know, they're they're players, yes, they're from the academy, but they're they're absolutely contributing in the championship for us. So brilliant to see. And again with everything that's been said, it's the model we've got to follow. Mm. So yeah. Talking of older listeners, our guest today. Oh, <laughs> oh, 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 oh he's just a nut. He's just a nut. Matt's teed that one up. Um, uh, Mark Powell is returning. And Mark, what commitment from you yesterday, getting on a train from the deepest, darkest parts of Cornwall at six o'clock in the morning or something along those lines to come up to a city to watch uh, the Swansea match? Congratulations on that. Yeah, I was on the uh, quarter past six out of Truro yesterday morning. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it was a bit of an early start, yes. Yeah, yeah the, but, early uh, well off, the early kickoff uh, scuppered you there, but you, you made it nonetheless, and thanks for coming back on the podcast. We'll do our check-in. Uh, Matt, out of ten for you, talk club? Yeah, probably um, probably a good seven, almost eight, I would think. Um I really enjoyed yesterday's game. I don't like the early kickoffs, um, but I also had a um, a family member 60th birthday party last night. He, he is a gas head, but um, yeah, happy birthday, Martin. But that was nice as well, seeing the family. So yeah, all in all, I, I'll go eight, mate, this morning. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'll join you on an eight. I think the extra hour in bed certainly 
uh, helped this morning, although the children didn't seem to notice that the <laughs> clocks had gone. Back. I did wonder that. I've got to be honest. I was led in back this morning thinking, I bet those kids didn't realise that. <laughs> so yeah, we uh, we had to force them back downstairs to their bedrooms for for a little bit. But um, yeah, no, I think uh, I think an eight. I'm encouraged by yesterday's performance. Great to see um, Wells and Conway back up top and, and, and firing as a partnership. And I might actually join you this morning, Matt, down in Nelsie to watch the uh, Rising Sun charity match. So, nice, yeah. uh, nice touch. So, yeah, going to bring the kids down as well. So looking forward to that. But, um, yeah, 8 out of 10 for me, Mark. Yeah, though, I'm going for a good 8 out of 10 this morning. I think you're right. The extra hour of bed definitely helps. <laughs> um, we got the, my um, my daughter's dog. Uh, she's She's gone off on an extended holiday around Australia, New Zealand uh, oh, for 10 weeks. So we've we've got the, the, their dog. Um, uh, and again, he he, he didn't realise the, the clocks had come back, <laughs> but he's pretty good at lying in bed, love him. So, uh, yeah, but it's great. It's, when you come downstairs, mate, he's always pleased to see you. So, yeah, uh, yeah always puts a smile on your face. So, um, no, no, good day out of 10 today. Excellent. Oh, that's good. Three eights. Right. Uh, as you've mentioned, birthdays, Matt, it's a bumper day for birthdays. And some of these names you'll recognise and some of them you maybe won't. But Tommy Cairns um, was born in 1890. It, it would have been his birthday today, ex-City player. Danny where did, he, where did he play, Mark? Did you get to... <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what, he had a great left foot, that guy. <laughs> um, yeah, where did he play? That's a good question. Don't even don't even say. Uh, Danny Coles is 41 today. Alan Crawford, 69. Stern John, 46. Wow. Uh, Nicky Morgan, 63. Nicky Reed, 62. Mark Summerbell, 46. Must have been a few appearances for him. And John Turner, born in 1915. Uh, so, yeah. And then just a couple to note... Tomorrow, David Bruton, aged, is turning 70. And on the 1st of November, Bradley Orr turns 40. So a very happy birthday to all concerned there. Um, bit of admin, just to say good luck to Oscar Pycroft. Um, he's undergoing some surgery. Um, great for the club to present him with a shirt, Matt, yesterday before the game. Superb, yeah. yeah. Great, great little lad, isn't he? So, yeah, all the best wishes to Oscar. Right, okay, into the lineup. Yesterday, as I said at the start, it was a it was a bug ravaged lineup with uh, O'Leary in goal, a back three of Tanner, Pring, and Viner. Sykes and De Silva remained the same. Uh, James and Scott in the middle, and Conway, Semenyo, and Wells in that sort of interchangeable three up top. Um, and also, obviously, before the game, Atkinson was starting instead of Pring which meant Joe Lowe got his first appearance on the bench. So congratulations to, to Joe and can't be too long until we see him on the pitch. The colossus he's of a, a beast, man. Isn't he? Yeah, <laughs> he's a beast. You see him warming up and uh, yeah, it was uh, fantastic to see. But yeah. uh, Matt, your thoughts on that lineup? Bef- honestly, before yeah, yeah. the game, were you concerned? Yes, um, you, you can't say, I, I, and I don't believe there will be many Bristol City fans that, that weren't because of how well Swansea played. I think they'd won seven of the last nine, came back from 2-0 down last weekend to win 3-2, I think, or midweek, something like that. Um, and you did fair because Rob, Rob Atkinson's been arguably our best defender this season. Um, Cam and George Tanner coming in. I wasn't, I wasn't so worried about Cam. Um, we've been campaigning almost for Cam to Ooh, be on campaign. Yeah, nice. I see what I've done there. Yeah. For Cam to be in the, the squad and, and starting. George Tanner was a little bit more concerned with because we we saw him at Wickham play in that position, didn't we? Um 
and he, he was a little bit lost at times. Um, so that was the only thing, and you know the possession they're going to have. But also, it, it was clear that some of those players were also affected by that sickness bug or flu bug that was going through. Mm. So it wasn't as if the, the 11 that took the field were fully fit. So, yeah, I think, I think most City fans thought we might be in for a tough afternoon. Yeah, exactly. And also on the bench, Andy King. It was his birthday yesterday. Um, was, yeah. Mark, your thoughts on that starting lineup? You know, we've mentioned yeah. Tanner there, but he didn't look out of place at all, did he? No, not at all. So um, when I seen the team, as you said, I Axon was in in the starting lineup, and I, I looked at the back three of them, thinking that could be difficult. And I didn't realise Atkinson, you know, being withdrawn until the players were out on the pitch. And at that point, I was thinking, oh, no. Yeah. Um, and you know, when you're looking at it, you're thinking, Zach's now the, the, the senior player in the, in, in the back three there in the middle. And you're thinking, geez, this is going to be tough for, the, for these three lads. Mm. But uh, talk about come of the hour, come of the man. Absolutely superb. And I thought Zach did a great job in marshalling that back three last, uh, yesterday. Um, yeah. I was, the other thing I was... I was I was surprised, but not surprised. Um, Mark Sykes, because I thought up at Reading last week, he was a, a non-entity. He just didn't get in the game at all. But I guess if he's not playing, who, who is going to go there? Who is there? There's no choices there, yeah. And, you know, back to the podcast from, from last week that you guys did, and um, some people were talking about, you know, changing the back three, you know, maybe Zach playing it, it right wing back, which we could have done. But, of course, that wasn't an option because, hey, we've got no mm. centre-halves left. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I was also quite surprised when I seen, because again, I didn't know about the sickness bug beforehand. When I seen the, 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 you know, the three up top, I thought, well, he, he, is he, you know, going for it from the start here, you know, to, with having uh, Conway, mm. uh, Wells and, and Anton, you know, all started. I did wonder if he was going, if he was going to go for it, but I guess that was, uh, he had no choice with the sickness bug. He had to, he had to make some changes. Yeah. Get well soon, everybody who's got that bug. We need another game on Tuesday. Yeah, yeah. We need you uh, Tuesday night. Yeah. It's going to be interesting. Uh, so I assume you didn't see the changes, uh, Mark, because you were busy in the Cooper's arms. Would that be fair? That is very fair, yes. Okay. No, I was in the Cooper's. Excellent. <laughs> right, good stuff. Right, let's get to the minutes then. First minute, it's a great start. Um, it was flashed across goal and just couldn't get on the end of it. But it was George Tanner coming forward, Matt. Um, and from that sort of Rob Atkinson position, um, it was it was a good good start from, from City. Well, so it is actually more than the Rob Atkinson position, wasn't it? It's kind of the, the right-hand side and he's getting to the byline, putting in a cross. He sold a dummy to the... Um, the left back went to sort of feint across, made the space, whipped it in. Naki tried one of those sort of back heel flicks, didn't quite connect it. And unfortunately, there was no one able to be running at the back post. But I think Tanner, I mean, he, he linked well with Sykes in that move, but he showed what he's about. And and for me, um, I agree with Mark. I, I still don't think Mark Sykes is playing anywhere near the level we've seen, possibly needs a rest. And I think Tanner gives you a bit of an option. I know we talked about him, oh, he's not a wing-back, he can't play there. But I think he showed yesterday because it wasn't the only cross that he put in yesterday. Mm. And let's be fair about it, what a cross as well. You know, it was something we could attack, unlike what we've talked about so often on this podcast. So, yeah, it was a great, great move. And, you know, I, I turned around to the, the guy next to me and sort of said, that's our, that's our centre-half. 
mm. on the byline putting a cross in. Like that's that's amazing, isn't it? So yeah, yeah brilliant we've start. Seen, we've seen Rob Atkinson get forward on the left. Obviously, yeah, he tends to stop right. though, doesn't he? When he gets to the edge of the box and leaves it, and he's, he's he doesn't kind of whip those crosses. No. in. not the same player, obviously, but no, absolutely. Um, yeah. But it's great to see, um, great to see the the defenders having that freedom to get yeah, forward. And I guess when absolutely. you've got someone like Matty James on the pitch as well, he can tuck in when yeah. he sees someone go forward. So, yeah. yeah. No, great and an important point that Mark made about Zach Viner. Zach Viner played a captain's role yesterday in the back three. He was non-stop talking to those lads alongside him, both of whom are relatively young in terms of both both age and championship experience. Um, but, he, yeah, he talked them through it. I thought, I thought it was a really, really good captain's performance from Zach yesterday. Absolutely. Um, first 10 minutes, Pearson was very animated on the sidelines, Mark, and I saw him getting at Tommy Conway, at a couple of other players, just really trying to drill in, I guess, the game plan. Um, and it was on the ninth minute, it was an interception from Conway. He got away down the left, nice touch to push it on, and a good ball in. Semenyo swings a left boot at it, but the keeper makes a great one-handed save. And uh, March, do you think Semenyo needs to do a bit better with that one, or did he sort of get his hook on it? Yeah, he, I think he should have done better. Um, um, just going back to the previous movie he's on about, I, I looked at the extended highlights this morning on YouTube. Interesting enough, on the Bristol City highlights, we don't show that opening move in the mm. first minute with George Tanner whipping the ball in mm. and the ball going right across the uh, the six-yard box. But there's also extended highlights up there from Swansea TV, and they do have it. Do they? Right. Yeah. 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 So have a look on YouTube later on. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's interesting how... how the, the, the differences in which which you know the the clubs have put up is, yeah, is a highlight. Um, on the Swansea TV, uh, they they were calling out um, you know great save etc cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, I think he should have put it. He, you know from that far out, all he's got to do is lift the ball a little bit. He had to score. He had to score. Yeah, it's an interesting but, one. It was you've got to get into the position first of all. I think the the first minute, obviously, he wasn't in that position but he managed to get into that position and he, he did just try and hook at it and get something on it, Matt, didn't he? But yeah, it was it was one of those ones where another keeper doesn't save it. On another occasion, it skies into the roof of the net, yeah. uh, et cetera. I, I thought, first and foremost, the, the pace that Tommy Conway showed um, was excellent. Yeah, that extra and, touch to just get past yeah, the man. Yeah, um, he, he really sort of stripped him for pace. But not only that, he then put a cross in and, and I know... I'm sure listeners get fed up of me talking about crossing. But he put a crossing that allowed Semenya to attack the ball. Yes, probably from where he was, six-yard box, he would be disappointed in not scoring. My immediate reaction was, what a save. Yeah, how does he, yeah. he save that? Um, because it was such a strong right hand. I don't know how much he knew about it. You know, you probably throw your hand out there in. But it was so strong because with, with where he was, you just sort of expected it to have found the back of the net, even with the keeper getting his hand on it, didn't you? But another really great move. You mentioned just about the highlights on YouTube there, Mark. And whilst I think of it, I just I haven't got this written down, but the, the Black History Month round table that they did on YouTube, if you haven't watched it, it's an hour and eight minutes long, but it's very, very well done. The format, I absolutely love. Just three three of them round the table, picking up a question and discussing it. So it was Anita Asante, Curtis Fleming and Jason Ewell talking yep. about their experience um, um, you know, for Black History Month. So if you haven't watched it, I'd highly recommend it. 
Right, on with the minutes. Tenth minute, Tanner gets forward again and delivers a good cross. So we've already spoken about how, how well he's doing with that. Fifteenth minute, Scott turns into the ref. Um, that was a, a, a hell of a forearm smash from the referee there. Um, but what can he do? You know, he's just run into him. I don't think, unless he touches the ball... Yeah, he there's can, no... He can't stop yeah, the play yeah. because part, of it. Part of, but, the, part um, of the thing. But, but, I mean, but they're away, aren't they, after that? The, the, the key <laughs> thing as well, it, it was Andre Mariner, Premier League ref. Um, so, you know, an ex, experience as good as a good as ref will get down the, the, yeah. the gate this season. Um but I, I just felt because of where the play was, he needed to get out of the way a little bit quicker than he did because the ball was moving that way. Mm. Um, and I thought because of the break that it then allowed Swansea to have, it had a real impact, didn't it? So but He is coming back from injury, so maybe he's not quite as nimble on his feet. Maybe. As, uh, yeah. Yeah, but maybe. Uh, yeah, it was it was a, a breakaway then for Swansea and a great tackle from Campering on the six-yard box, more or less, Mark, to hook that ball away was fantastic. It, it was. It, 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 we were screaming at the ref because it was, if you know, it, it was a fantastic block to, to, to allow the Swansea to Could have been a penalty yeah, uh, quite easily. Yeah, yeah, not for us. Yeah, um, no, exactly. But going back to your point there, yeah, Cam came back in with a great tackle, and he 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 had two um, in that in that first fifteen minute period. Cam made two fantastic tackles right inside the six yard box uh, to deny Swansea, and that was the second one yeah. that you're talking about there. Yeah, and he's quick he... as well, that upper Femi. Um, yeah, yeah. He, and, he, and he had yards on Cam. So Cam mm. had to make it up in, as you say, went went with his right foot to make the tackle as a great tackle. But yeah. you've, you've always, you, you always feel that with Cam, that he's going to catch him and he's going to get a tackle in. He's, Cam had a point to prove yesterday. He had a point to prove and he's, I'm sure he's not the sort of lad, but well, we've, we've had him on the podcast. You know, he's not the sort of lad, but I'd love to have sort of seen his face. Just giving Nigel a little wink as he was in the changing room afterwards. I don't think that would be a very good idea. No. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and <laughs> do you know what? I, I regret not asking at the forum specifically about Cam, um, but I just didn't think it was right to talk about individual players. Mm. But he, he put a performance in yesterday, like I said, where it was outstanding. And, and you don't, you just can't comprehend how a lad can come in like that. And that's his first start of the season. Incredible, isn't it? Like mm. in the, the league. It's the determination, and you, yeah. you can see the determination on his face as well. You know, he is going to get to that guy. You know, and you he could even going to block it. You could see as well, and I don't know if you boys spotted it, but he must have had a a, a knock in the warm up or something because he was playing with one of the um, I don't know what yeah. the official first aid <laughs> uh... an earplug. Okay, into the twenty first minute, Scott this time making a great block and puts Wells away, and his shot is on target and but saved by the feet of the keeper, Mark. So another great opportunity, and it's a shot on target again. Yeah, I think the other interesting thing is is, is it, it, Tommy's broke through again. You, you mentioned the first cross for for Anton, who you know maybe should have scored. Again, we you know we've got the ball into uh, Naki's feet. Um, it was perfectly timed for him to just be able to run on it and take the shot. Mm. Goalkeeper did well, I thought, with the saving by his feet. Um, uh, but yeah, it was another great opportunity, and it was another great um, uh, pressing from us, getting the winning the ball uh, high up the field for us to be able to attack um, yeah, on, you know, on the breakaway. And a great change from the last performance we saw at Reading, where we struggled to get a shot on target. So it was well, great to see the opportunities being created. 
24th minute, great closing down by the by Antoine Semenyo and Alex Scott and Jada Silva all involved in this one. Um, feeds Naki Wells, Conway points exactly where he wants it, Wells delivers it, Conway executes a perfectly placed right-footed shot into the goal for 1-0. The only disappointment was... Conway runs to the opposite corner to where Matt Withers is um, <laughs> after after the you know eighteen months ago when we discussed this this first ever goal in front of the safe stand. But yeah. Matt, first of all, the finish. Well, I think first of all the move. I mean, great move, like you said. Um, I've given Jay De Silva a bit of criticism lately, but won the ball back well. Played a good ball into Naki, and when you watch it. Tommy's on the left-hand side of the area and then just makes a really clever run across and, and Naki plays the perfect ball into him. So he's only, he's, you know, he hasn't got a stop, he's in one movement and he passes the ball into the net. It was a lovely finish. It's actually direct, I'm directly behind it as such. You can mm. see the shape he puts on it. Brilliant finish and and no more than they deserve. You know, you, you talked about Reading in the way that we, you know, we had some shots on target, etc. But it was the way we pressed yesterday as well. We were really, we allowed Swansea to have the ball, but we knew when, what the the sort of trigger points were to then look to close them down. And yeah, ju- just rewards for that start it was excellent. Just rewards for you though, Matt. Unfortunately, you ran to the wrong corner. Yeah, uh, you know, he, he can keep scoring goals and running wherever <laughs> he likes. I'm, I'm all right with that. He's such a good lad. So yeah. Yeah, your thoughts, Matt, on that goal. Uh, sorry, Mark, on that goal. It was, it was, um, as you say, a great, a great little move over in the corner to get away. Jada Silva picks the right pass. The the relationship between Wells and Conway is evident and has been evident whenever they play up top. Conway points exactly where he wants it and the perfectly weighted pass from Naki Wells. So, so we, we've talked about this before on the on the podcast. Is 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 about uh, um. When you, you when you get players playing together you know, and partnerships forming, those two have a fantastic partnership. And and for me, they should come as a pair. If you you know if you're starting them, start them as a pair because they do play well together. The 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 weight of the pass from Naki Wells is just brilliant, and he's just and he, and the fact is, all he's done he's just rolled the ball. He's, he's rolled the ball about ten mile an hour yeah. and, and right into his face. But again, when you watch the the goal back. The run along the 18-yard line from from Tommy is just superb, and he's just he he keeps himself online. He's sprinting. Naki can just pass the ball into the space, and then he's yeah, as you say, he's he's Jimmy Greaves passed the ball into the into the corner of the net. Um, brilliant, yeah, yeah, brilliant finish. We jo- we joke we joke about obviously like Jimmy Greaves and things like that, but he's a natural finisher. I can't remember seeing many more natural finishers at City. Yeah, and, Cole, and, maybe. And again, oh, I was going to say, of all the players, it was Tommy Conway you'd want that ball to to to, mm. to land to as well because it's yeah. it doesn't need any it doesn't need any power on it or anything like that. You need someone who knows where the goal is who's going to put the ball in the back of the net, and he, you know, you wouldn't want anyone else there uh, from from the current squad yeah. to be in that position. Okay, uh, the next 10 minutes was fairly sustained pressure then from Swansea, but no shots on target to, of, of note. Um, they held possession really well, and you know the statistics at halftime, it was 72% possession in the first half for Swansea, so they, they were getting a lot of the ball. 42nd minute, Tanner to Sykes, and a good cross in, but too high for Semenyo. So we were starting to see Matt crosses coming in in the first half from City, Beating the first man, but sometimes beating the last man as well. <laughs> and that's that's the habit we've got, isn't it? It's either yeah, we're either hitting the first man or it's too deep. Um, and some, you know, 
I'm critical of that deep one. Sometimes it's deliberate because they are expecting the wing, the opposite wing back to be coming in at the back post. Jay's not going to win many at the back post, is he? If he's, he's the one that's coming in. Um, but like you said, Patch, and it, and it was interesting because at the forum the other night, people were talking about the penalty situation because it's, what, two years or whatever it is. It's our last penalty. Um, and someone said, oh, um, is it because we don't get many people in the box? And, and Nigel Pearson said, oh, we get, we, it, it was quite funny. I can't think what the film or the TV programme was, but he, he came back with, oh, we get bodies in the box, lad. We get bodies in the box. <laughs> it was like, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it was good to see. It was a much more intense sort of attacking performance yesterday. We, yeah, we yeah. were looking to get forward, weren't we? Yeah, exactly. Right, and then the last thing I've got in the first half was um, an opportunity created. Uh, it was a volley from the back post by uh, one of the Swansea lads, and, and Max saves saves quite well. And Max looked quite assured yesterday, Mark, didn't he? Yeah, yeah so, so that particular um, uh, episode right at the end, it, it, it was a, a great ball from Swansea from a free kick, and the guy at the back has hit it on the volley, um, and he's yeah. gone straight to Matt, who, Max, who's, who's caught it. Um, and that was the end of the first half. But... Um, uh, a little bit before that, and probably during the period that you were talking about, Patch, at one point, they, they've had a free kick. And, and Max has come a long way to clear the ball with a great, two, you know, great punch. You know, the ball's gone out for a throw into Swansea. And he and he, and he kind of set his stall out at that point, you know, to, to dominate. When the ball was coming in like that, mm. he was going to make the effort. You know, he was going to make the move. He was going to take control and he was going to clear the ball out. And he did. And he did that several times yesterday. This is a message from the Bristol City Former Players Association. Throughout last season, we brought a number of ex-players back to Ashton Gate. We were pivotal in delivering celebratory events, including the Ashton Gate 8 40th anniversary, and we also celebrated the stars of the 60s who were paraded on the pitch. This season, we will be commemorating some important moments in the club's history and some very important people who were part of our club. If you would like to assist with sponsorship of any of these events, please get in touch with me via email to events at bcfcformerplayers.co.uk. In addition, we are always on the lookout for any interesting artefacts from the club's history to add to our ever-growing Bristol City archive. Thanks for listening, and my email address again is events at bcfcformerplayers.co.uk. Thank you. Halftime summary from Rob. Really impressive half. We've competed, we've chosen our moments to press, and we got our reward. Fantastic save to keep Semenyo out, but what a fantastic combination and finish for the goal. Swansea are clearly a good passing team and will remain a threat, but if we keep up the collective effort, we can get ourselves a good result. Fingers crossed. Right, into the 55th minute. Wells, Conway, and uh, all combining, all combining well, pulls it back to Semenyo, whose shot is relatively weak but on target, and keeper saves easily. So this was an opportunity, Matt, where we saw the ball pulled back. Yep, find Semenyo, but it's a side-footed shot, if you like. But it's, it's on target. We we made money. We made money. Yeah, yeah exactly. At it. That's exactly what I was going to say. And we wanted um, to get it on target, but yeah. you kind of want the combination of the two. Yeah, you almost wonder whether. Um, had the coaching staff been sort of saying to him, you know, pass it into the net and maybe at half time, look how Tommy passes it into the net and Antoine tried to do the same when actually you needed him to lash it, didn't you, at that stage? But 
Um, it was a good move. I think Matt, was it Matty James involved as well on the edge? Yeah, yeah it was Matt. Yeah. Matty James ran the ball initially yeah. to that was my, uh, forward. <laughs> so during the game, some, I, I often make notes, as as you know, um, yeah. and I I usually type it in, but on the few occasions, I'll do voice dictation. Yes, yeah. And it came up with Vyman. So Did my it? hesitation right. then was, well, Vyman wouldn't even play. <laughs> so, uh, that was so, a yeah. hell of a contribution. I don't know yeah. how they got James from Vyman. I say yeah. they, my voice yeah. dictation. Your voice but, dictation, uh, yeah. But yeah, no, it's, it, again... Another shot on target. So we're Another shot on target. Another doing... good move. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah. 57th minute, a free kick. Better deliveries today. Alex Scott whips right-footed, bending outwards, but evades all. Uh, 61st minute, really important. Diving backward header over the bar from Tanner. Not yet looked out of place in that roll mark I've got written here. No. So again, when you have a look at that, that on the replay... It's a fantastic clearance because if he doesn't get to the ball, there's a Swansea player behind him who can tap the ball in. And he, he's got to the ball and he's put it well over the crossbar as well. Because that's you know, that's one of those positions whereby yeah, if you know if the defender's not concentrating, they can put it in their own net. Yeah. Um and it, it kind of summed up uh both Tanner and Pring yesterday. Really, you know, absolute determination to get a block in, to get a a clearance yeah. in and and that one from Tanner was 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 fantastic. Early to say, um, yeah, early in the podcast to say, but Matt, next obviously Tuesday, if all of those three are fit and not sick, then do you start with them three, regardless of who's ready to come back in? I I guess it's one of those situations where Nigel Pearson talks about players getting the shirt and and doing it to keep it. Now those three did it to keep it. The difference, I think, might come into play. The Swansea play with um, Obafemi up front as a kind of focal point on his own. And he's he's a physical boy. He's a big sort of, you know, he's got a physical physique, hasn't he? But he's not a tall lad. Sheffield have got McBurney up front. Sheffield United. Sheffield United, I beg your pardon. Yeah, Practice hate, what we preach. You're absolutely right. I hate that. Blades, sorry about that. <laughs> um, Sheffield United... Um, play with McBurney up top, who you know can is is physical, but is quite, quite tall. And is it Endai, the other lad that they've got up top? So it's a different way that they're going to play. So I don't know whether Nigel will look at that. You also have to say Atkinson's been outstanding this year. So you know, mm. but who knows? Is Naismith going to be back fit? I think what what yesterday did. You don't need to rush Callas or Naismith back. Whereas you might have done, if we'd got a bit of a beating yesterday, yeah. you might be thinking, what can we do? Truthfully, I would be thinking, do you know what, lads? You've, you've been outstanding there. You don't deserve not to play, so you play. Nigel Pearson, I think, in his interview afterwards said the difficulty he's got when he keeps the same side, the same side doesn't turn up. And me and Mark were talking yeah. about that off air from last week. But you yeah. know, you can't, I, don't, I don't think you, you change your side because you don't think they're going to turn up. Plus, I think the youthful exuberance that, that Cam and George give you, and, and with a point to prove, plus Mr. Consistency this season in Zach Viner. And, you know, I know he's still not everybody's cup of tea, but but Zach has been really, really consistent for us this season. So if you're asking me, mate, now I'm, I'm keeping the same three. Yeah, it's a good point. And Mark, around the, he picks the same team, but the same team doesn't turn up. We like game on game. It's a, it's a really good point. And also, they played almost out of their skin that back three on Saturday yesterday so have they got that performance level in them from Tuesday we have to sort of go on what they see in training on Monday I suppose 
Yeah, it's it, again. This is the you know the conundrum of, of the million Bristol dollar City, question. Right? You know, you can pick the same team, but a different team turns up. You know, how do we how do we get around that? I thought it was interesting Nigel's comment yesterday uh, when he when he said about this map, and it, it, he almost alluded to he will make a change. Yeah. Yeah, that way, was the impression, the wasn't it? Yeah, the, the yeah. way he responded, and I think, and it, it's interesting because if you're if you're a football manager, this is where you you you, you can't win because if he changes it, well, what you know, you're going to get a load of fans going, oh, you shouldn't change a win inside. Mm. If he doesn't change it, well, you should have freshened it up. Yeah. It's like no matter what Nigel does, he will mm. get you know someone will someone somewhere will be moaning. I think with the 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 difference and of styles between. Sheffield United and, and Swansea. I, I think he may well, if Rob's fit, I think he will bring him back to add a bit more physicality. Um, what, what does he do right side, Mark? Does he keep Tanner in? Does he bring Close in? I, to, to, to be honest with you, I, you know, I think this is going to be the the, the other question, really, because again, if Close is, is again because of physicality, do they do they does he bring Close back in? Um, you know, I'm I'm, I'm not sure. Um, and going back to well, back to where we started as well. You know, if if those guys are fit, you know, does does Tanner start on right wing back because he yeah. proved he can do it? Yeah, you know, he did point. he did that in the first you know the first minute yesterday. He put a fantastic cross in. And I was so, I was skeptical, thinking that Tanner wasn't a right wing back, but we saw shades that he can definitely perform in that. Yeah, role. He, he did both ends yesterday, didn't he? I mean, the, the interesting one will be with Rob Atkinson probably coming back in but you don't know I mean he was the one who dropped out yesterday I don't know how long this sickness bug is taking but if it is and I'm going early with it and I don't think anyone will disagree in fact I know it didn't from the Twitter poll but Cam Pring who was man of the match yesterday how do you drop Cam Pring? Well I think we I think we've seen it haven't we? I wouldn't be well, surprised. You, you, you have but I, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I then do think that's poor man management that's poor management if you have a lad that comes in performs like he did hmm. And ended up, not, and I, I know we're talking ahead of the game. It might not, you know, might yeah. not happen. But surely you then look at it and go, right, okay, I want Rob back in because he's been our best defender. So Rob, you come in, but Cam, we all reward is you'll play left wing back yeah. unless he gets the sickness bug, I suppose. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 But very, just picking up on something you said, Mark, about two minutes ago, um, can't change a win inside. It did feel like a bit like a win yesterday, even though it was a draw. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's 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 funny actually. Yeah, you know. As you say, you know, some draws feel like a loss, some draws feel like a win. <laughs> yeah. you know, yesterday's felt felt like a win. It was, yeah. uh, but I think that's because the overall performance was good. Mm. And I think when you when when the overall the overall performance is good, you, you, you get you get far more of a feel good factor yourself, don't wow. you? We're all and, and that affects how you feel. Well, well it's, yeah. it's it's funny. I was chatting to my brother in law last night who um, who doesn't go to every game, but does sort of watch a lot of the games, and he watched it yesterday. And when I saw him last night, he was like, God almighty, that was rubbish, wasn't it? Really? And, I, and I was like, you're joking, aren't you? Said, he obviously I'm... hasn't seen the previous I really enjoyed it. I said, Swansea are a really good side. He said, oh, it's just boring though, isn't it? He said, we don't get forward enough. And I'm like, I don't know what you watched yesterday, bruv, but I, I thought it was a really good performance. So, yeah. Okay, yeah. 63rd minute, exciting football. Here we go, exciting football yeah. from City. Wells, Scott and Conway all involved. And Sykes, it was free-flowing stuff. Swansea break and another great block from Campering saves uh, saves City's blushes. 72nd minute, it's a change. Semenyo and Wells for Bell and Martin. I want to get your thoughts on this substitution first, Mark. Oh, God. <laughs> 
I promise I'm not going to swear. Yeah, I was. <laughs> I, so you know, and Anton Anton was struggling to get in, into the game, especially in the second half. You know, I thought he was he was his reactions were slow at times. At one point, the board had like bobbled into the middle of the pitch. It was Anton's to he, he could have got there easy, but he was so back on his heels. You know, the Swansea player yeah. got there ages before. He was it just wasn't it just wasn't happening for him yesterday. And so make making a change, of, you know, I, I absolutely agree. I just thought taking the pair of them off at the same time was was yeah, was the wrong thing yesterday. And from that moment onwards, our attacking threat completely and utterly disappeared i think you said um, it you said it a minute ago as well wells and conway come as a pair um and you know i i think injecting bell in instead of semenyo and dropping conway back in conway yeah. and bell have got that relationship conway and wells have got the relationship i don't know about wells and bell but i could see that it was it was that second change for me of bringing naki wells off when we're one nil up was the yeah. confusing one for me i don't know if you agree matt I just think he, he sees Chris Martin as bringing a physical presence and someone who can hold the ball up. But but Chris's lack of pace in particular this season seems to be really, really obvious. Um, and I, I always feel with Antoine, he, he, he wasn't, he absolutely wasn't at his best yesterday. The ball kept bouncing off him and, but he's always liable to do something. Um, so I didn't think that it was at a stage where we needed to make that change because, you know, it was... The truth is, we don't know how many of those players, as I said, may have been feeling the effects of the bug. Mm. You, you don't know. Tommy Conway apparently was throwing up on the pitch, um, which yeah. I didn't see. But I mean, Con um, Con Conway, when he came off like eight minutes later, he looked as though he was about to be sick. Exactly. <laughs> so so there there are things like that. But I, I agree. I, I thought it was a little bit of a strange one to do both at the same time. Naki, I think, I talked about Zach as a captain's performance at the back. I think the way that Naki plays at the moment um i mean he's, he's outstanding isn't he the way that he is contributing to the team and the way he's helping bring tommy conway on and tommy will be the first to admit that yeah i thought it was a strange one and i, and I did feel as though our attacking impetus went a little bit then sam i think sam i i personally think sam probably could do with a could have done with a loan spell I don't think I don't see Sam in the same light as I see Tommy at the moment. He, he came on and he seemed to be running around with not as much purpose, and that's I don't mean that to sound as, as negative as it is to Sam because I know he wants to make an impact, but I just felt that we just yeah we lost the impetus there, um, and it wouldn't it wouldn't have been a change that I would have made at that stage. Yeah, it did seem to upset the balance a little bit, and we were being pulled all over yeah. the place. But I, I mean, the the corner um, in three minutes later that that would have happened probably regardless of who. Yeah, was absolutely. Pitch. Yeah. Um, so coming on to that, this is Jamie Patterson, um, who delivers an excellent in swinging corner with pace, which is something we've really missed in recent years. Campering jumps to head, can't reach it. Zach sees it late. Um, and this is another debate whether he should put it somewhere else or not, but he literally just gets his head on it and puts it wherever it goes. It trickles to the edge of the box. It falls to Nchum, or Natchum, however you say that, on the edge of the box, and it's a great strike through several bodies, um, and it's it's 1-1, and Lee Trundle on Twitter this morning said, if it doesn't hit Oko Flex, then the defender blocks it. So it's... Uh, in Lee Trundle's eyes, at least, it's an Oko Flex goal. Um, but Matt, come to you first of all. Uh, any blame apportioned? Not for me, and I, and I know um, 
Dr. Deeney we've had on the podcast sort of said said about Viner should do better and, and we'll all have a view on it. I thought, as you called it, Patch, he saw it late. He doesn't head it centrally. It does go more on the angle at the edge. And the, the guy hits a shot that he's probably never hit a cleaner strike as that in all his life. Mm. And and as Lee Trundle says, it does take a deflection. If, if it hits a Swansea player, it's that Swansea player's goal, isn't it? So, you know, it's 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 not a clean strike from Max's point of view. He's desperately trying to get it. It nestles just inside the post. So I think if I wanted to be really, really critical, yes, you could say perhaps Zach, you know, may have been able to flick it behind, but I just don't think he sees it he quick enough. So I just think it's it's good defending to get something on it, isn't it? But yeah. just just felt a bit harsh. I didn't I didn't think Swansea deserved it from that. No. Also, sorry, just very quickly, Jamie Patterson got a good round of applause, which was good to see as well. Yeah, yeah there's a, a, an initial little bit of a boo when he started to wander over bits, to the corner. Yeah, and then, then he, he sort of right. collapsed and reciprocated, didn't he? So that was good. Yeah. Mark, your thoughts on that goal? Any any? Yeah, any I, I've I've seen it back. I I don't see a. Uh, any any blame on Zach whatsoever. He, he, he's literally he's he's got three Swansea players around him, and he's literally just managed to get his head to the ball. He's you know he's just getting it away from from where it was. If you're going to put any blame on anyone, you know, should someone you know have you know chased the ball out a bit quicker, that would be a bit harsh. But the fact is, it, it, the deflection which comes off of their player. Takes the ball right into the mm. into the corner, right yeah. right by the post, which gave and it gave uh, Max n- no chance whatsoever. Without that big deflection, it, the ball goes to Max's arms. Yeah. yeah. Okay. 80th minute. Co- uh, Scott and Conway off for Williams and King. I can definitely see the Tommy Conway one. Alex Scott, Matt, your thoughts on that? Williams. And yeah, King I believe I believe um, Scotty was suffering from the the flu bug that had gone through the camp. Oh God, so really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Jesus. Uh, that's a few worries for for Tuesday, isn't it? Yeah. Um, 85th minute, I've got what's going on in the Dolman. Mark, you're over in the Dolman. There was a, lots of waving arms and all sorts going on. I think there was a Swansea man who came across and was trying to wind people up. But it looked like there was like a medical emergency of some sort. Yeah, um, from from what we could tell, there was a, a medical emergency. They were trying to get um, uh, attention from someone to get uh, uh, medical assistance into the crowd. Um of which nobody was taking any notice, oh, right. probably because of some dullard from Swansea. I'd, you know, walked over the barrier, you know, you know, to to Wave wind up arms. city fans. This is like you, you just look at it, you think. So you're now going to get a three year ban as a minimum, <laughs> depending on what he's charged with. He could even get, you know, uh, porridge for Christmas. What goes through these people's brain cells? It's ridiculous. It's not a lot. Not a lot. It, it, it could even have been done um, for assault because he pushes the yeah, steward yeah, away. Did, yeah. And the steward that falls over, I think, got dragged back by some of the other Swansons. But yeah, I'm, I'm with Mark. I mean, I, I'd throw everything at him. I think what an absolute tool to think that there's any sense in that. And what's he going to do? You know, what? One, unless he's even Seagal, it's like one bloke thinking that he's going to take on the entire. A block is just yeah. <laughs> I don't, yeah. I don't know, mate. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Right. 87th. Oh, so actually, go back to that. So, if it was a medical emergency, I, um, yeah. Hopefully, um, hopefully, whoever it was, okay. yeah, is okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I believe I've, I'm sure I've seen something on Twitter that it was a lady 
um, and that she was responsive when he left it sort of five minutes after the game. So mm, okay. hopefully all's well, yeah. Yeah, good stuff. Right, 87th minute. Martin away down the left. Should probably try and find Bell, but opt to go inside to James and the shot isn't strong enough, um, followed by another great block from Campering. But there was a great opportunity there. Martin was down the left-hand side, Matt, and Sam Bell made up a lot of ground to be in space to find, you know, to, to have the pass delivered to it, him. But it was, yeah. a, it was a wrong selection of pass for me. It, it did. But who was it that, that brought the ball out and gave it into Martin? Good question. I didn't make a note of that. Campering. Oh, great, great, right, great run from Cam. Um, in behind the halfway line, feeds Martin in. Again, goes back to what we said earlier on. Assuming that his first touch was 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 better than it had been all afternoon, but Antoine's through on goal there. Um, and Christy Martin want a slouch to be fair to him in that situation. He did yeah. kind of get away with it, but like you say, probably the wrong choice to pass. Um, and and the chance went, didn't it? Yeah, ninety second minute on the Campering podcast. Uh, Campering <laughs> is booked uh, for pulling someone back, pulling them down. Mark, he had no no option really there. Uh, I tell you now, mate, I stood up and gave him a round of applause for that <laughs> because had he not done that rugby tackle, the guy was through and we were in deep trouble. Yep. And we've said before, you know, about um, gamesmanship, uh, professional yeah. fouls, you know, taking one for the team. Yep. And he absolutely did that. Absolute right thing to do. I gave him a round of applause as a thank you for that one. Yeah, he's been booked um, and rightly so because <laughs> we can't have this sort of thing going on. But yeah. Great, great decision from Cam. Um, yeah, as I said, round of applause for me for that one. Yeah. yeah. All right, and that takes us to the end of the match. Matt, over to you for some ratings. Yeah, okay. Um, one of those as well where I, I probably came out, like we, we talked about a draw feeling like a win, and I was probably, um, my scores were probably higher than than actually in the overall game they, they probably should have been. Um, when I was thinking about it last night. So I've done it this morning um, and hopefully have been fairly consistent. I did notice on uh, something on OTIP the other night where someone said about my my scores being unusually harsh after last weekend's game, <laughs> <laughs> which I'll, I'll take, although Mark saw me at the end of that game. And I think <laughs> I think we could have given them all twos, but anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, right, so I went six for Max yesterday and I, I started off with a seven for him and then thought, but, you know, actually, in terms of a goalkeeping performance and what I expect from Max, he gave me what I expect. Didn't really have any saves to make. So I, I don't see that as being more than I would expect. So hence, Six hence... is still solid, isn't it? Exactly. Well, six, like we say, six is what you expect, isn't it? It's a good performance. So, yeah. Um, Zach Viner, I went eight. Um, and I just felt, for all the things we've already talked about, captain's performance, talking those two young lads through, a... Uh, 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 um, a virgin back three from that point of view is playing together. So yeah, you don't get virgin in the podcast very often. <laughs> do. <laughs> um, and then alongside him, George Tanner, I went eight first time playing in that position in the championship. I thought he just didn't look out of place at all. You wouldn't have any fear of him going back in there. Um, again, you have, you have to say the opposition also has an impact on the way that you play. And, you know, the fact that they only had the one up front, maybe was slightly more comfortable, but you saw the other side of George, like we said, with, with bombing forward. So I went eight for George. And then, um, yeah, the, the Campering podcast, I went eight for Cam. Even even looked at potentially a nine for him, but thought that might be going a little bit OTT. But then I thought, I don't know what more as a defender he could have done yesterday. 
Well, I guess it, uh, the, the only thing extra could have been an assist or a goal. Yeah, and, and maybe the, the booking, although it's the right sort of booking, but irrespective, clear man of the match for me. And, and Patch, I think, was it 70-odd percent agreed on our Twitter poll? Yep. Um, yeah, absolutely. Which, but there were, excuse me, there were a number, in, and just for listeners, you, you can only have four in those Twitter votes. Mm. Um, so I think we went with Cam, Matty James, Naki Wells, and Tommy Conway, was it? Um, and, you know, there were any number. George Tanner could easily have been on that. Zach Viner could easily have been on that. So, yeah. So I went, I, I went in the end eight for Cam, but with, with man of the match. Yeah, that, I mean, that's that's one that could, as you say, could be debated up to a nine mark. Yeah. What are you thinking? Yeah, I th- I thought the, the three of them last night, and, and again, I, I keep talking about combinations and, and players playing together. For three guys in such a key position who've never played together before like this in a, in a championship team to have been so good. Um, I, I thought that, yeah, I would go with three eights for the three, you know, for all three of them. Uh, and uh, yeah, Cam absolute man of the match, but uh, I don't, you know, I can't speak highly enough for for Zach's performance yesterday yeah. for pulling it all before. I, I think you said it earlier on Matt. you said about um, uh, uh, it being a captain's type performance. It was. Yeah. It was it was the most mature performance I think we've ever seen from from Zach. Yeah, you know that you know absolute pat on the back for that guy. Yeah, great shame. And then the two wing backs, um, I've gone two sixes, um, and I, and I think I put in our WhatsApp group, Chris, who sits um, behind me, thought Jada Silva was his man of the match, and I don't know what he'd watch to see that over some of the others. And I don't mean that the same as a, a reflection on Jay's poor performance, but Jay gave a performance I would expect from him where defended well, did get forward. I still, and, and it's become a bit of a theme because um, Charlotte who sits alongside me likes Jay. And I point out one, one cross, two cross, three cross, whereas the first man, and it was the same again yesterday. And and he he has to improve on that. He has to improve on that. Um, Mark Sykes would think, be rested uh, for me. The, the Barnes has had enough coverage last book. They have, yeah, 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 yeah. I didn't. You mentioned the name, but yeah. <laughs> um, but um, yeah. But and and similarly with Mark Sykes. Mark Mark, I think would, would is overdue a rest. Um, probably because of options like Mark talks about the World Cup break probably comes at a good time for Mark um, because he was brilliant at the start of the season, but I'm not seeing the same level of confidence, responsibility, getting forward in, and with the delivery. Um, so I, w- I went two sixes for them. I didn't think they were poor by any stretch because um, we had to defend as a unit, but yeah, I went two sixes. Um, the two midfield boys, Matty and Alex, I went two sevens. Um, Matty James again, I think if if he can keep fit, Matty James is a real linchpin to what we want to do. And I, I don't know how those words are coming out of my mouth from what I'd said at the start of the season about him. But I've I've really changed my view on Matty James. I think he he's, really he's is. A much, he's a much needed puppeteer. He is. I'd yeah, say. he is. Great show. Yeah. Um, and when, when he was absent, we certainly felt it, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah. And these, these would be my preferred, you know, central midfield pairing as well. Yeah, I thought I think they again going back to players that play well, who who have different strengths, who can play off each other. 
I think those two do very well. Yeah. And I thought Matty, I thought Matty was very good yesterday. Yeah, he was. Yeah. And an, an experiment for me would be to push. I, I think we've seen it kind of once, but not properly. Push Scott into where Semenyo played, and then bring yeah. Williams in to play with James. Yeah, that's another option. Yeah, and and Joe Williams has been has been very good as well. I mean, they were all pretty poor against Reading, but up until that, you know, West Brom Joe, I think was our man of the match. He was he was excellent. So yeah, um, and then the forwards, um, I've kind of gone eight seven six. So Tommy Naki Antoine, um, Tommy, I've gone an eight. I thought it was just a full on, energetic, pressing performance. Let alone the goal that he scored. Um, yeah, I just thought I just thought it was a really it was a performance that we've seen from Tommy so often this season, um, but had missed over the last month. Um, and I think that's his first goal in October, wasn't it? Um, but it, yesterday. Those 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 games, he wasn't up front with Naki Wells. No, exactly. And, and you know, both of you have referenced it and, and we've often said it on this. The two of them are a partnership and they do. They, they dovetail really well. You don't get the same with it, any others that we've got. So I went eight for Tommy. Naki, I went seven. I thought it was a really good performance, um, but not not quite as good as, as Tommy. And then Antoine, I went six. Now, a few might say with Antoine, I'd expect more from him. And so he's one where I might have looked at a five because it didn't happen for him yesterday. And like Mark said, some of his, I'll say, enthusiasm to win the ball back and um, be be ready on his front foot. It, it wasn't there. So he's one that potentially might drop below the well, six. He had, t- he had two shots on target. Yeah, uh, which yeah. is you know something that we can yeah. Uh, hence, hence, hence the sticks. Um, I, got Mark. Yeah, I was gonna say I, I, I would have got a five for for Anton. His his touch his touch was was poor at times. Um, in fact, one of it um, led to one of the uh, good opportunities that that Swansea could have had in the first half. Yeah. Yeah, the ball breaks. Um, Anton's got the ball right on the eighteen yard box. From here, we can absolutely spring forward. But his his touch his first touch is so poor it's gone straight back to a, a Swansea yeah. player and that kind of like summed up his game for him yesterday. Um, it was hey that that happens in some games you just just can't yeah. get it right. But it for me that what was disappointing was was his his lack of energy around the pitch in closing people down. Um, Compare especially when he's got role models around him which were doing it all game and, and that, that for me I was I was I was frustrated by that yesterday. I thought there, I thought there was Anton a moment. There was a moment as well where he, he got fouled near to the centre circle and Tommy Conway made a great run to the side waiting for it and Antoine just held on to the ball. Um, and he might have been injured in fairness to that. But again, it's that that quick thought. Yeah. Had he had he been thinking quickly yesterday, that might have played the ball in. So, mm. yeah, your, your shape, Patch, I was torn between six. five and six. You're going six. six, are you? Yeah. Right? Okay. I, don't, I think Mark's talking about someone else. Keep calling him Anton. <laughs> Antoine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Anton yeah, Dubeck's yeah. performance yeah, yeah. on uh, Strictly. On Strictly. Oh, well, yeah. I was about to say, we'll talk, we'll talk about you know Tony Adams in a minute because he was yeah. brilliant on Strictly. Yeah. Last yeah. Yeah, yeah, he was good, wasn't he? He yeah. was very good. So that's an average of seven, seven. for the game, actually. <laughs> so there you go. Another Strictly link. <laughs> um, Nige, I went six because I I think his, his hand was forced yesterday. Um, clearly, he wasn't playing campering with Rob Atkinson to start with. Um, so his hand was forced. So I, I went six with Nige. I think a one-one draw at home to Swansea is is the least we would want and expect. But in the way that it panned out, so you, you you could argue marking that up to a seven. But I went six. 
Well, I mean, the only blot there for me was that substitution that yeah. we, that we that we discussed at length. And I've seen a number of people saying that the substitution cost us the win. I'm not sure I necessarily agree with that, but no, the goal the know. goal was going to come regardless. Yeah, of yeah, yeah. If it was, I, you know, yeah, I don't. I don't see the substitution cost us the win. Yeah. It, it, it did. I think it, it, it brought more pressure on us because yeah. at the end of the game we were, we were hanging on a bit. And I think, I think that that's where the, the substitution didn't help us. Um, uh, but it, it did not cost us the win. Yeah. Okay, um, I'm going to do a few tweets, uh, Matt, before we discuss a little bit about the the fans forum. Okay. Yeah. Um, so we asked. Uh, who should have been our bonus show man of the match for today's game and it was 76% Campering, 16% Conway, 4% James, 4% Wells but a lot of people saying you know where's Tanner in that, where's Viner in that and as you say Matt we can only put four on there um, but some comments on it, uh, Dave Fev said Pring is his man of the match to come in at short notice in a position that isn't his favoured deserves a lot of praise, got a second wind around the hour mark and had an excellent game uh, Chris Chard, hard one to call. James was good as Captain Pring and Tanner um, has not had many minutes before. Naki and Zach played really well. And Tam, uh, Tammy, Tommy, ran his socks off. Kate, K-City Red, that's a tough one. Some really good gritty performances today. Felt really proud of them, especially those coming in from the cold. Vin uh, Viner was fantastic. Uh, George, BCFC 17, can I give the whole back three the man of the match? Yes, you can, if you like. Uh, they were excellent, especially Viner in the middle. Personally, I thought Viner was man of the match from Mark Hutchinson. Um, and then a couple of uh, tweets on the game. Chris said, uh, I must admit I was concerned when I saw the defence today, but they were outstanding. We kept our shape really well and made it difficult for Swansea to break us down. Pring was immense. Ratings below. Let's see what he's get gone for. Uh, O'Leary 7, Sykes 7, Tanner 8, Viner 8, Campering 9, De Silva 8, James and Scott 7, Semenyo 7, Wells 8, Conway 8. So not too far off, um, Matt. Uh, well, I'm, yeah, and maybe I'm not seeing De Silva as the same as the other 8s that he gave. But yeah, yeah, each to their own is all about opinions. Absolutely. Um, and then... Dr. Dean Allen with a tweet. A decent point for Bristol City today against an informed Swansea side. Disappointing second half where we showed little threat. I'll try not to be too critical of Zach Viner with a weak defensive header for their goal. Overall, a, de a decent team performance. So, yeah. Um, all in all, you say, felt like a win, but it was a draw. Mm. It's, uh, it's not a defeat. And we go into Sheffield United on Tuesday um, with... A similar challenge, Matt, or slightly different? How do you see Tuesday? I think slightly different. They're, they're not as much of a possession-based team as Swansea. Um, so I think it will be different. As I say, they play the, the two up top. Hadn't had the best run of form until yesterday. Um, but I think on the back of yesterday's performance, we should go there in, in you know, with, with good good spirit. So, yeah, it should be a good game. Yeah, it's home, by the way. So we'll go to Ashton Gate instead of going there. I said going there, as in the, to the game. <laughs> Oh dear. And, um, and I knew it wasn't there because I would have been picking you up. So yeah, <laughs> yeah an early, an early, early pickup. Um, right. So yeah, we don't. We it's it's impossible to pick team for Tuesday. I think it's eight o'clock kickoff, isn't it? Tuesday. It is. Yes. Unusually. Yeah, it is. Don't know. Is that because it's on Sky? It's on Sky. Yeah. Well, yeah. Is it the main game though, or is it just another red button? I think it's the main game. Okay. Um. Yeah. So we can't pick the team really for for Tuesday. We have no. To wait and see who's just, yeah. available. But, Absolutely. but it's encouraging that we 
had a depleted squad and still put in a good shift and yeah. and that that's what that's what that sort of level of competition breeds yeah. you know we've we've said it before when you've got a settled side it's great but if they've got a decent bench and a decent you know non-bench breathing down their neck saying give me a chance yeah um it's it's great to see but i, th- Matt, I think it's squads the word you're looking for rather than non-bench non-bench <laughs> <laughs> yeah no, it's, it's good um so matt you went along to the to the fans forum at the hen did, and chicken yeah. on yeah. thursday thursday yeah i i watched from a pub in in oxford mm. and i thought it was on the whole a, a very good a very good exercise um your your key takeaways please um, key takeaways for me is just how impressive Richard Gould is and how much we're going to miss the man. Um, he just speaks so well. I mean, he gave gave the intro, but then when he talks about FFP, um, you know, lot, lots of the, the just just the way that he conducts himself, um, chalk and cheese to what we, we've had before. Will be interesting to see what way they go. The question got asked as to whether they would follow the same model and look for a like-for-like like replacement or potentially look at a, a director of football. And Richard said it allows them to to kind of reset and look at what they want to do. So I don't think it's clear that it will be the same same model. Um, so that was one. Absolutely about the academy. I think Naki Wells was down originally as coming, but then then Tins came along. That may have been because of, of that sickness bug or the flu bug. But I also think, it worked out right because of getting more on the academy, you know. And you you started off the podcast patch talking about six of the the starting lineup from the academy, and Tins was saying that you know there's more to come. Nigel Pearson said to him, you know, well that that age group looks great, and Tins says to Nigel Pearson, you wait and see see next year. So mm. it's really good. They talked about a lad that we'd signed, and, and apologies to him. Um, back, back. But I was going to say back. Um, that was signed from Western, who was was being coveted by Premier League sides, and Tins was able to do the the salesman job on it and and show the fact that there is a pathway there. So a lot about the academy. Nigel Pearson was Nigel Pearson. Um, you know, he got asked a few questions. One of them that made me laugh was was from a lad who said, "Why is it when we play against sides like Millwall, we're big and strong, that we we don't you know we don't come out with the result?" And Nigel Pearson said, "Because we're not big and strong." Um, which some might go as a bit bit facetious, but but actually he's being truthful. His hands are tight in terms of what he can bring in. I think he he said he would like to have a a, a stronger makeup to his side. Um, but you know it is what it is. Um, January transfer window doesn't look like there will be money to spend unless we um, we do any sort of business where we sell any players. So that will be an interesting one. Um, but it will also be interesting in terms of well from the fact we've got these academy players um pushing their way in now you know other ones coming in with sam and joe coming onto the bench yesterday you know you'd look at is there a need um and one of the things that often comes up patches around loan players mm. and why we don't sign you know youngsters from from the premier league the question i think when it was asked talks about um andy cole and tammy abraham and ryan kent 
And I think <laughs> that the the question then lost all realms of um, <laughs> substance when Ryan Kent's name was thrown in there. But in truth, I know that it was talking about you know loans from from top clubs. I just got some notes on that, Matt, from yeah. um, someone who who put a, a very useful commentary on yes uh, on OTIP. Yeah, so it was 130 Premier League players currently on loan to 72 clubs in the EFL at a cost of 30 million. Don't yeah. want loans that will block our own talent. Could one or two loans in January not push us over the line? And Gold said, yes, if they can provide enough value, but then no value when they leave six months later. Tammy and Andy Cole, anomalies. Which, but in, in Andy Cole was different because obviously we signed him. And that's um, like 30 and, and, years ago. Exactly. And we <laughs> signed him and we got the value. And money-wise, wouldn't have been in the realms we're talking now. One of the things that Richard said was that these Premier League youngsters would come in and would be our weight top wage earner and by a considerable amount. And that that's that's not right, is it? You wouldn't bring in that an 18, 19, Yeah, you wouldn't bring in an 18, 19 year old, 20 year old player who's then on more money than your your experienced pros. Um plus the values is quite right because if he comes in, does really well, pushes into the top ten, there's no value. From that, from Bristol Would that have been the yeah. case with Jada Silva and Casey Palmer? Well, in terms of the amounts they were on, yeah, possibly because you're only talking a couple of years back, aren't you? Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't know because of the way that our previous CEO went about his business in terms of wages and things like that. Who knows? Mm. Um, and we're suffering as a result of it. They did talk about the summer being a big summer. Talked about in in all honesty, contract discussions haven't really started. Um, but the players will have to recognise that I think they talked about like a twenty percent mm. drop in in wages. Um, so yeah, it, it will be interesting. But yeah, my my takeaways were I think the the vast majority of people that were there, and there were a couple of the guys that we've had on the pod, and I won't I won't name names, but a couple of guys we've had on the pod who felt their percentage um, figures on how they feel about Nigel Pearson being the right man changed in an upward trend. But then I've also seen um, other comments from from some of our group who kind of said, that, well, that's exactly why I don't rate him and what it's all about. So, you know, I think generally those that were there it took, took some real positives. A good exercise, nonetheless. It's I think it's something fan that engagement. Be, yeah, exactly. Fan engagement. Yeah, absolutely. Sh- should be scheduled in yeah. at set times through the season. Um, Agreed. And I think that's what, what the plan is yeah. going forward. So, yeah, no, thanks, uh, thanks to the club. Um, and Dave Barton for hosting. He also hosted the quiz, Matt, didn't he? Stepped in at the last minute to to um, another flu flu ridden or bug ridden. Yeah, <laughs> with Downsy. Downsy couldn't yeah. make it, but I'm pleased to announce we came joint first, Matt. Went to a tiebreaker. Well, we got to say we got to be honest and say joint second because wow. the team the team with Matty Parsons and Scotty Murray. Why did they why did they why did they yeah why uh, did they yeah. graciously step aside? They graciously stepped step, graciously stepped aside, and so we came <laughs> came joint top with um some of the ladies team, didn't we, Bristol yeah. City ladies? Yeah. Um and yeah, we lost out on a, a, a Clifton suspension bridge tiebreaker. Absolutely. Yeah. But a good no, good night, wasn't it? It was um event. and like you said, Dave, I mean he's 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 great value for doing that and uh um and the the other one, but but also a number of the first team squad were there. Yeah. So the likes of Han Noah, Antoine, Joe Williams, Jay De Silva, Sam Bell. Han Noah. Um, Han Noah, yeah, I think it said. But Han Noah was brilliant, wasn't it? Because there was also a range where you had to 
he had to get on stage and then he had five minutes to draw a portrait of him. And then yeah. him and his, I think he's, is it two little brothers? Yeah. Um, were walking around to judge it. And uh, yeah, Darren from our group had drawn a really, really great sideshow Bob from the Simpsons um, <laughs> picture. And uh, Han Noah came over and was laughing his head off, wasn't he? And said, yeah. that's not the first time that's been done. Yeah, so exactly. yeah, and that was, it was a good night. Oh, I'd and, encourage and anybody. I'm better. And I'm as well. Yeah. And you've got to say patch great work by the, 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 um, Robins Foundation. Robins Foundation, yeah, yeah. yeah. Claire it was a, Rose, a good, good, good um, raffle, yeah, etc. So yeah, yeah, a, a good event. Yeah. Um, right, just a short note uh, for for those fans of David Earl, um, who you may know from Afterlife, Derek, uh, Extras, um, Brian Gittins, as he goes by the name as well. Uh, fingers crossed tonight I'm going to get him on the regular show of the podcast so me and Rich will be interviewing David Earl he started a, a new podcast called My New Football Club which is a great listen starts off with him and Joe Wilkinson who you'll recognise as well from, from stuff um, doing so David Earl basically moved to South Devon and wanted to support a local football team so he picked Exeter and basically it becomes extra city extra city well is there an extra rovers uh, yeah um and basically is now following them and it's it's a great it's a great podcast a great exercise and he's a very funny man so looking yeah. forward to talking to him about that tonight let's hope that goes ahead so look out for that one um subscribe to three peeps in a podcast on spotify apple wherever you usually get your podcast but thank you very much to mark for coming on the podcast and your commitment yesterday doesn't go unnoticed <laughs> thanks for having me again guys much yeah. appreciate it enjoyed it you loved it no good stuff and matt we'll speak soon yeah might see you in nelson now absolutely take care everyone thanks for listening Take care. Thanks, guys. Cheers.
know me I ride low and fast Gonna take this moment and leave you in my bed I'm gonna keep riding Looking at me Watching that little town slowly disappear 